Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Golden Black Radio as we take a look at this week in Purdue Athletics. Here's your host, Kyle Charter. As the job search for a new football coach at Purdue nears the start of a second week, we break down the possibilities, and that uh, comes as the Boilermakers see the decommitment numbers rise and as they start preparations for the bowl game next month. We'll take a look at all of that on Gold and Black Radio. Kyle Charter is along with Tom Deanhart. Tom, it'll be a busy week around Purdue, I am sure. Do you think things... uh, at some point this week, get wrapped up with Purdue's coach search? Yeah, I would think so. You know, uh, ideally for Purdue it would. Uh, sure, most fans out there would love for this hire to have uh, taken place yesterday, right? Can't happen. Yeah. And the oh, I got lost you. Not bad with Hello. Are you there? Can you hear me? I'm here. Okay. Hello. <laughs> you dropped you dropped out me? there for a second. I got you. You dropped yeah, out there for a second. Right there is. Hello? <laughs> can you yeah. can you hear me, Tom? Yeah, can you hear me? I can, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, there, there, there's So you'd like to head coach in place by then, and um, yeah, just a lot going on, you know. And you know, you got to build a staff, you got to get ready for a bowl game. Not that the new head coach will have probably much involvement with that, but again, more so from a roster management standpoint, a lot of worry and angst about the current roster. Again, Kyle, uh, there's been talk of massive defections in the portal. Hasn't happened yet. I'm sure players are waiting to see what happens with the new head coach. So that's probably the biggest thing. Let's take a break here, um, and we'll try to get a better signal with Tom. Not sure what's going on there, but uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk with Tom a little bit more here in in just a second on Gold and Black Radio. On the far end of Main Street in downtown Lafayette, you'll find East End Grill, Industrial and Classic. The restaurant is built like a steakhouse but handles like a bistro. East End Grill's menu includes creative starters, simple chopped salads, burgers, fresh fish, and steaks, and the signature shrimp and grits. The staff prepares every item from scratch and emphasizes simple meals that incorporate fresh, local, and seasonal ingredients. A warm and inviting dining room features a cozy bar that includes a great selection of craft beer, inspired cocktails, and a robust and expanding wine list. Whatever your entertainment needs are, a cocktail at the bar, dinner with family, or a special event in the private dining room, the energized and incentive staff is here for you. Eastern Grill in downtown Lafayette, welcome to our table. When it comes to land sales, it pays to have experts in your corner. Acre Pro Midwest Farm Group is your local farmland specialist. With decades of experience in Indiana agriculture, no one knows the market better. Whether you're doing a 1031 exchange or simply buying and selling farmland, your local Acre Pro agent will walk the land with you and ensure the deal is done right. Visit acrepro.com or call 765 587 3185 to talk to your local land expert today. Again, 765-587-3185. At Purdue Federal Credit Union, it's about a relationship. 
a relationship that goes where you go, wherever you are in life. A relationship that's committed to free financial wellness resources, lower fees, and innovative digital banking solutions. Because we believe in people helping people. Let's build your financial future together. Purdue Federal Credit Union, your trusted financial partner for life. Federally insured by NCUA. Welcome to Golden Black Radio as we take a look at this week in Purdue Athletics. And a big one it is. Kyle here with Tom. Hopefully we've got a little better signal. I'm not sure what the deal is. Tom, all of a sudden you sounded fine and then just dropping out on me. Um, hello. 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 <laughs> I can hear you now. Hopefully I can hear you again in 30 seconds. Um, this has been a pretty closed closed search, right? I mean, just not a whole lot of uh, information out there. We've been able to throw a lot of names sort of at the wall for who Purdue might be looking at, but uh, Mike Bobinski has played this thing pretty close to the vest, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. And just real quick, just to recap again, there is urgency, obviously, to get a head coach for reasons like I was I was talking about before with, uh, you know, wanting to keep your yeah. roster together. Players want to know what their future is, and he got the signing class to ink on the 21st. Yeah, close to the vest is a good way to put it, Kyle. I guess if you were to back me into a corner and say, who are the favorites? I would tell you, Western Kentucky's Tyson Helton. And the name I'm yeah. hearing a lot of buzz about is is the Illinois defensive coordinator, Ryan Walters. Uh, so, again, I think, again, if you were to really back me in a corner, that's who I would say where the leaders are. Those are the guys I think I feel I have the best intel on, if you will. Maybe there's yeah. a mystery candidate out there. Maybe there's a whale I don't know about. Kick the tires on Chris Kleiman, Todd Monken, uh, you know, Clawson at Wake Forest, Mike Elko, Jamarcus Shepard, Kevin Sumlin, us, and even even like Dan Mullen. And, again, Tyson Helton and Ryan Walter. So they, they may be guys, if you really, really force me to give you an answer, I would say are maybe the front runners right now. Yeah. I think Purdue fans are hoping for a guy that will make a big publicity splash. I'm not sure if there's a guy out there who necessarily does that or not. But is that that necessary, in your opinion? I don't think so, Kyle. I I, I just posted a a day six update on the website. And I I talk about that uh, in one of my graphs. You know, personally, I share my opinion that I I never am a guy who worries about winning the press conference. Um, It doesn't matter until you get to September. People forget press conferences in in January come September, right? You want a guy that can coach. And Mike Bobinski said last Thursday at his press conference that he didn't care about the background of the head coach, offense or defense in particular. Um, So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I I guess the one thing to keep in mind, Kyle, is there, there, there were two other openings in the Big Ten this year, right, Nebraska and Wisconsin. And you want to talk about splash. Matt Rule in yeah. Nebraska, Luke Fickle at Wisconsin. Is Purdue going to turn around and trot out Tyson Helton or Ryan Walters? I don't know, and I'm not saying they shouldn't, but some people are going to be up in arms if that's the case. Uh, again, this is the big boy conference. I've had many coaches tell me this during the search call. This is the big boy conference, uh, not, 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 not the kind of place to cut your teeth at as a head coach, but again, that doesn't mean a guy like Ryan Walters couldn't do a good job or anybody who's never been a head coach, but again, 
Um, there's always going to be blowback if you don't make some big splash, I'm sure. Yeah, that, that to me is, is maybe among the most interesting things is do you feel like you have to make a big splash? And really, do you, you need to have a guy like that to be able to win? I mean, I, I, I don't think that there's a, I don't think that there's like a proven formula right? That you, you have to get a name mm, person to be able to win. I mean, I think that you can get somebody who's, who's maybe lesser known, who can come in and win football games. I just think it'll be interesting to see a, who it is obviously, but B what the reaction to that hire will be from the fan base who is sort of craving. Um, and, and maybe Mike Bobinski set this up a little bit with his press conference too, a little bit, but the fan base is sort of, craving a, a big name who's going to be able to come in and not only uh, pick up where Jeff Brom left off, but maybe take another step forward as well. And that, that next step forward is a, is a difficult one to take, especially when you go into a season next year where you have a lot of questions. Yeah, it certainly is. And, and again, to your point, Kyle, nobody knows if any coaching hire is ever going to work out, right? It's crazy to think people can – it's like the NFL draft or recruiting, right? We never know. People act like they know, but nobody knows. No matter how much vetting these these ADs do, their search firms and all of their elaborate, you know, vetting mechanisms, there's as many whiffs as there are hits, right? Uh, We we, we could sit here for an hour and talk about all that stuff. So, yeah, nobody knows for sure. That's why you never get tied into a a template for for a head coach. You know, it's it's feeling, I guess, luck. I mean, you can ask all the questions you want. You can have as many chicken lunches with the guy as, as you want in Zoom meetings and <laughs> talk to background references. Again, we never know. Nobody knows. So there's always an element of risk anytime there's change like this. Bobensky's had a, had a pretty good record, I think, uh, in, in doing this. And, um, yeah, this is a big one, like you said, my friend. The Big Ten is going to get a lot tougher in 2024. USC, UCLA are coming aboard. Kyle, there's talk of the league ditching divisions and that that season going one to sixteen. Top two teams playing in the Big Ten title game. It's gonna be awfully tough to be one of those top two teams and get to the Big Ten title game ever again if that's the case. So anyway, again, I just I'm, I'm, I'm the point we're trying to make I think is that it's a tough league and it's gonna yeah. take a good coach with a lot of coaching shops. And again, Kyle, also remember this too, I think a coach with the ability to embrace what college football has become, right? The transfer portal and NIL. Yeah. I, mean, I know people are sick of hearing about those two things, but, boy, those two things are defining college football right now. And this head coach, whoever it is, has to embrace those two things and be able to manage those successfully. I think that's a huge point, Tom, and that, um, you know, maybe that is somebody who you don't know as much about right now because – because they are younger and they're newer and they, they understand the landscape as you see it now. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. But I think you're right. I, I mean, I think it's somebody that's got to be able to push the envelope forward a little bit with, uh, with recruiting out of the portal and with yep. an IL and all of that. Speaking of which, whoever does get hired, they're going to have to hit the ground running, man, because uh, 5D commitments now, is that what uh, Purdue yeah. is up to? None of them all that shocking, I don't think. But, but signing day does come up here in less than – then 10 days, not only do you have to do uh, some recruitment of, of the guys who are still committed, you've got to recruit the guys who are on your football team, and then you also have to recruit guys who are not yet committed anywhere or that are committed <laughs> to your former team 
or what have you. I mean, there is a lot to do, which does uh, make it imperative that that something happens here relatively soon. Yeah, I mean, boy, you you, you made me exhausted just going down that list there. <laughs> this coach is going to have to chug Red Bull and uh, <laughs> phone calls to travel. He's got to get a staff together to help him too, right? So here, I mean, again, uh, yeah, just just so much, so many balls in the air whenever this this person is hired, right? And uh, you talked about the decommitments. You're right, five so far, two defensive linemen from Kentucky, the Sadiq Clemens kid and Micah Carter, um, a couple of running backs, one from Texas, one from Georgia, and uh, yeah, I saw two on uh, social media. The receiver from North Central, T.J. McWilliams, has an offer from. Minnesota, so I'm sure all all these guys' phones are ringing. Why wouldn't they be? Everybody's trying to swoop in for the kill. So yeah, a lot for this new head coach to do. And uh, I know I know Mike Mike Bobinski wants to get this right. Doesn't want to work in haste. He he knows there's urgency here. He knows what's going on out there. He said he knows the calendar, uh, but he doesn't want to make a hasty hire and make a bad hire. So I know people people don't like to be patient. I don't like to be patient, Kyle. Nobody does. Uh, we have to be patient. Trust that uh, he's going to get this thing done right uh, because we all know the clock's ticking here on a lot of things. Yeah, certainly is. A lot of other things going on uh, around the football program as well, including prep for a game. We'll talk a little bit about that uh, here coming up next on Gold and Black Radio. Designing and building since 1968, TNW has changed the way people think about construction. TNW's three-stage approach to designing and building is unmatched throughout the construction industry. Learn more about TNW's people, passion, and projects at twdesignbuild.com. Experience unparalleled comfort, service, and cuisine at the Whitaker Inn. This Midwestern oasis is perfect for a relaxing staycation or weekend getaway. Escape from the ordinary at the Whitaker Inn. Ring in new, your new year at Sand Valley. Begin the evening with a champagne toast. Indulge in a chef-driven menu, complete with curated wine pairings, and celebrate with live music. Stay the weekend as there's plenty of exploration and adventure to enjoy. To reserve your stay, call 844-277-0191 or visit sandvalleypursuits.com backslash New Year's Eve. Welcome to Golden Black Radio as we take a look at this week in Purdue Athletics. Kyle here with Tom. Uh, Tom, amid all of this, Purdue is preparing to play a football game as well, which will come up here in, in what, about uh, three weeks. Um, that's going to be a challenge, right? It's not like they're playing uh, nobody. They're playing LSU team from the SEC that, that had a pretty good season as well. Now, they will likely have, I would imagine, some opt-outs uh, also in a, in a different team playing than what uh, played uh, for Brian Kelly during the regular season. Uh, but it, it won't have a coaching change, which Purdue is, is trying to uh, manage its way through. How uh, does the interim coach, Brian Brom, manage all of this to try to get a team ready to play in a game on January 2nd down in Florida? First, Kyle Charters, I was thinking this time last week, I think I was brushing my teeth, I saw a text, text message from you that said, this Scott Satterfield news ought to 
make today's press conference interesting. <laughs> look how look how it's changing seven days. You're getting ready for the Brom Bobinski yeah. Bowl press conference. Now we may be on the precipice of Purdue hiring a new head football coach. So yeah, hey, Purdue does have a bowl game. How about that? I mean, you talk about burying uh, what was supposed to be a, 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 a cause for celebration, but yeah, they're trying to do all that in the background of this coaching search. Obviously, <clears throat> about seven assistants have remained in West Lafayette to coach the bowl, and boy, it's going to be a big bite for Purdue to try to beat that LSU team. You know, opt-outs or no opt-outs, opt-outs for the Bayou Bengals are still going to be awfully talented, Kyle. We all know that. So a big challenge there, and I guess, Kyle, you know, not to bring more dour news to the to the, to the the party, but there's a lot of questions on who's going to suit up for Purdue that day, right? I, I reported yesterday Corey Trice is not going to play. A lot of chatter, Kyle, a lot of chatter about Charlie Jones maybe not playing. And the question there, I've been told as well, if Charlie doesn't play, will Aiden play? Are they a package deal? Some people think so. I haven't heard, I've heard no word on Aiden. I believe he still plans to play, but just keep that on your radar. I expect Payne Durham to play. We have no shock there. Payne's a man. He's going to step up and play, right? So there's that going on, too. And uh, there could be some academic issues for a couple guys on defense. So. Just, uh, just, uh, just a lot to handle for this staff, and Brian Brom's got his work cut out for him. What? What's the look? Okay, if you've been nicked up all season, which Charlie Jones has, I, I might understand that a little bit of chance maybe to get healthy and then be able to prepare for the NFL. But if you're a late round, like a late round selection, fifth, sixth, seventh round, what are you gaining by opting out? I get it. I get. It. I mean, you're not the first guy that's that's made that observation to me as well. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. You know, maybe he just really doesn't want to take any risk at all. Even though, like you said, he's probably a, a day three pick. Honestly, he's probably a guy picked on Sunday. I think that's when rounds four to seven take place. That would seem to be Charlie Jones' draft range. Uh, I don't think grades have come out yet, but. Yeah, so there's that, and uh, he's going to go to the Senior Bowl, so that'll be a nice opportunity for him. Maybe he wants to be healthy for the Senior Bowl, Kyle. It's a big opportunity yeah. for a lot of NFL scouts and, and the coaching staffs too. So, who knows? Uh, I'm, I'm just guessing maybe that's what his thinking is here. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see here as we get closer what players are in, what players are out. Purdue needs, in my opinion, as many players in to be able to make that a football game down there in Florida. I mean, you, you do want to make it a game. Um, I, I don't think Purdue wants to find itself in a situation like it did a few years ago against Auburn, where it just was not uh, ready for that kind of opponent. Right? I mean, with everything not, else going on, yeah. you, you do want to send a competitive team down there, in my opinion. I think, yeah, I think a game you were at that may be even more analogous is that good old heart of Dallas Bowl against Oklahoma State, oh, right? Yeah. That was the day Dan, what they had an interim head coach that day, right? Patrick Higgins was the head coach. And tell us what happened yeah. that day, Kyle. Oh my gosh, they got smoked. It was bad. It was. I mean, it was bad. What they they were they were behind twenty one, behind twenty one to nothing in the first five minutes of that game, I think. And it just turned sideways. And then you know you heard afterwards about how how ill prepared Purdue really was for that game. And, you know, not a shot really at Patrick Higgins. I think he probably tried to do the best that he could. But just you're, 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 limited, on, you're limited on coaches and players, and then you're playing a team 
in that case, from the Big 12, but a team that has some real talent, and in this case, uh, from mm-hmm. the SEC that has some real talent, you just don't want that to happen, I don't think. No, you don't. That was a bad you, you wonder, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't want to I – mean, you, you wonder, are, are the players engaged here? I, I guess that's what yeah. you wonder. You hope they are. Um, what's your motivation? I don't know, but I'm, I'm just throwing that out there. You hope they're engaged. It's just something we all deal with in life. Are we engaged in whatever we're doing, right? What's our motivation? Yeah. So the pre-football players are going through the same thing everybody goes to at certain junctures of their day or their week or their month or their life, you know. So that's always going to be an X factor. Uh, nobody knows their future. There's a lot of angst and anxiety. And you're going to ask them to go play a football game too? So, yeah, it's just a huge X factor. It's just too bad, isn't it? Because I think I spoke with you before that, this is the best bowl Purdue's been to since 2003 season, right? And you were at that one, the Capital One Bowl, the mm-hmm. venue against Georgia. This is the best bowl yeah. in 20 years, 19 years, and and it's sort of fallen apart um, because of what's going on. And again, we, we understand that it's college football, but it's such a crazy sport that all this has to happen at this point of every season, which is supposed to be the apex of the season. You see, we see these, these things happen all the time with programs. Purdue's coaches who remain also have to think about uh, their own futures. And I know those are sort of up in the air. Mark Hagan will have an opportunity uh, to stay at Purdue. Uh, also seems to have an opportunity to go to Louisville and join Jeff Brom's staff there. Uh, Brian Brom mm-hmm. certainly could follow his brother. Maybe he has uh, other opportunities uh, either here or elsewhere also. So, um, you know, you have that complication in there. As well, is there a chance that Mark Hagan stays? Will he go? What what happens there? He's obviously a, a pretty big part of what Purdue does from a recruiting standpoint, from a coaching point of view. Uh, he's been around a couple of times here in West Lafayette. What do you think the future holds for him? First, everybody aside from Mark Hagan and Brian Brom, I, I, my, it's my understanding none of them are guaranteed spots in Louisville talking about Ryan Wallace yeah. and Dale Williams and David Elson, Ashton Yabote, um, guys of that ilk. Uh, but like you said, Brian Brom, I don't know. He, he, he's not staying at Purdue for the next head coach. No matter what Bobinski said, I just don't see that happening. I, Brian probably is going to land in Derby City, right? And that brings us to Mark Hagan, um, the beloved assistant coach, the longtime Boilermaker in his second stint in West Lafayette. Uh, will he stay or will he go? Boy, they've gone back and forth. I know his agents talked to Bobensky, and I know Brahms really making it hard for Mark to say no. He's got to give Jeff Brahm a decision here pretty soon, maybe as soon as today, Kyle. And I don't know. It's It could be a coin toss. I'm really not sure at this point. I just know it's a very tough decision from Mark. He loves Purdue, and I think he really wants to stay. But like I said, it's uh, it's going to be tough to tell Jeff no. But like I said, this thing's up in the air and could go 50-50 here. Yeah. All right, man. Well, keep your uh, ear to the phone, uh, and uh, maybe we'll maybe we'll hear something more today. Will do, buddy. Hey, sorry about those early audio difficulties. It's always great <laughs> to hear your voice. I always love your insight, my friend. There you go. Thanks, Tom. Be good, buddy. All right, that'll do it for the podcast this week. Uh, Certainly stay tuned to goldandblack.com 
uh, as news happens. It will show up there, I am sure, uh, and hopefully it will be a busy week. All right, uh, that'll do it for the podcast for this week. Thanks to our sponsors, as always. Uh, if you do like the podcast, be sure to give us five stars. Leave us a comment as well, and subscribe via your favorite podcast app. For Tom Deanhart, I'm Kyle Charters. Thanks for listening. This is Golden Black Radio.